בוקר טוב, שבוע טוב. From the fourth line on the page, Yigmar had been discussing, and on the base, Yigmar asked this question. Uh, we got into Avodim, and from there we got into other things that you have to sell. If you become poor, you might sell yourself. And we talked about the other things that you might sell. So Yigmar said, uh, he asked this question of Rosh Hashish, you sell your house in a Bati Yechama. You sell your house in a walled city, a city that was walled from the days of Yishu Benu, and you only have one year to redeem it. The question is, can you redeem it partially? Can you be part of it? Or for part, right? Can you part or or not? So do you say you learn out from Sada Chuza, just like Sada Chuza cannot be, Sada Chuza means that an inherited field that you have in your family. And if you sell that field, right, it cannot be sold. Um, it cannot be, so, it, it cannot be redeemed partially. Um, wherever the Torah said it, said it. We don't have this Zerah Shavah. So the Gemara had brought on a machlok as a corn trip Shimon. Rab Shimon said that you could sell it partially because since it has some other disadvantages, so whatever is a disadvantage, we also put in an advantage. That's how he learned it. Therefore, you could. But the Rabbanimbot said no, that you cannot, uh, right, you cannot redeem it partially, nor can you borrow money to redeem it. That was the case we talked about about the Erchoma. So the Gemara said, and therefore, you would say not. Now, what is it based on? Based on that he says like this, that um, Mar said that the Bryce has said in Gal Yigal, they're speaking about where you are makdish your field. Makdish your field, since says Gal Yigal, that you can surely redeem it, teaches that you can redeem it even if you have to borrow money to redeem it. You can't raise the money yourself, but you borrow money to do it. And you could also do it partially. That's by makdish, but not by uh, not by uh, selling you when you sold your field, and you can't do it partially because he says you that you sell cannot be redeemed partially. The same thing over here by Bati or Chum. If you sold your house in a wall city, you can't do it. And the Gemara wanted to prove okay, then we brought the Rabbanan's opinion. The Gemara, the Gemara said near the bottom of the page, Ace and I'm at Bays. In Migal, you go teaches that you can, uh, if, it, if it's for a, uh, a field that you um, you are makdish that you uh, sanctify to the base of Migdash, you can redeem it partially, right? and you can also borrow money to redeem it. Okay, because you might say, listen, uh, you might, if it wouldn't be for the posse, you might say, listen, when you sell a field, right, there where uh, it has an advantage that if you overcome and you don't redeem it, you get it back anyway. Yet, on the other hand, it's got a disadvantage. You can't borrow money or you can't borrow money to redeem it, nor can you redeem it partially. So, so therefore, uh, Makdish, which uh, is worse because if it comes to the Ovel and you haven't redeemed it, it goes to the Kohanim, you don't get to keep it at all. So it's even worse. Certainly, uh, it should be worse and you shouldn't have the advantage and you shouldn't be able to borrow money to redeem it or redeem it partially. The Gemara says, okay, well, it's different by because there there's a disadvantage. You can't redeem it for two years. When you sell your inherited field to somebody else, the other person is entitled to stand up for two years, even if you can buy it back. You're entitled to two years, entitled to two years. So that's got this disadvantage, right? Whereas if when you maktish your field, you could you can redeem it right away. So maybe you can't learn out maktish from uh, from uh, selling your field. So it's okay, look at mochir uh, b- 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 where you could redeem it right away. In fact, you only have one year to do it. 
and still you can't redeem it partially. So therefore, uh, I would say that you wouldn't be able to redeem partially your field that you were makdish, mashma on the pasik that you can. So now the, this is like a continuation of the fourth line of that's not a good lima. You want to learn from where you could redeem it right away and still you can't redeem it partially. So that's got a worse advantage. Go out meaning you can't redeem it for you only one year to do it. So don't tell me. You know what you want to learn that again, if it wouldn't be for the Pusik to go you go. By Makdash Shafil, you would say that uh, that uh, you couldn't redeem it partially. Why? Because you can't do that one, and that has a, an advantage. You could redeem it right away, but you only have one year to do it. In other words, why do you want to say you want to learn from Batechom? It has a disadvantage. You can only redeem your field for one year. Otherwise, it stays in the uh, possession of the purchaser uh, in perpetuity. Where uh, So uh, that's got a, a bigger, that's got a disadvantage. Whereas in a Makdash field, you can redeem it up until Yovel. That's not such a Kasha, because then you can learn, you can learn out Makdash your field from a combination of selling your field and selling your wall, your house in a walled city. You can learn from the combination. You could also redeem your field forever. Even though you can't do it for the first two years, but you have until forever, forever meeting Yobel. And you can't borrow money to redeem it, nor can you redeem it partially. You can't redeem it for the first two years, as we just said. Look at selling a house in a walled city where you could redeem it right away. Each one has a different advantage. They are redeemed, both the House and walled city and the field that you saw, a heritage field that you sold. You can redeem, but you can't borrow money to redeem them, nor can you redeem it partially. I'll also be in case of Makdish, your field, which is redeemed, says Golgan. tell you the Allah should there also be that you can't there, the Allah should also be that you cannot redeem it uh, partially and you can't borrow money to do it. So I would be able to learn it that way. Kamash one the Pusik of Gol, you know that you could redeem. A field partially that uh, a field that you uh, that you uh, were makdish. You can still get cash on both. And the common denominator again of both your choma and selling your inherited field. They have a, they both have the following disadvantage. You can't redeem them in the second year. The your choma you can only have, you only have one year to redeem it. Right, the first year, the second year you can't redeem it anymore. A field that you sold, an inherited field that you sold, you can only redeem it from the third year and on, after the two years. But they both have the same disadvantage that in the second year you can't redeem it. But if you if you if you sanctify your field, you go for That's got a, that's got an advantage. You go You could redeem it in the second year. And since you could redeem it in the second year, I would say that it shouldn't have the disadvantage of not being able to redeem it partially. You could redeem it partially. So what do I need the possible for? I'm a Ravina. He says, no, you still need the possibility. Maybe you could say, look at a, go- a Jewish person sold to a guy. There you can redeem him in a second. You can do many times. Or you can do it partially. You can't do it partially. So therefore, I might say that if you're mocked to your field, you should also not be able to redeem it partially. the that you may. Now, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, so that so that's what we that's what we're going to talk about. And um, yes, you could you, somebody else could redeem it. The pasuk says, "Yeah, no, can somebody else redeem it for you on your behalf?" Right? Yeah. So right, if you're if somebody else could just redeem it for themselves. Yeah, that they probably could. If you you could redeem it, some anything you give that's correct. That's right, you could. Now um, in the in the pasuk where it talks about. The pasuk here in it says, uh, "You could do it partially." Uh, it tells you how long you do it. In other words, if you only have, uh, you only have until you're able to redeem it, and if you don't redeem it, um, the um, they will sell it to the kohanim. They'll give it out to the coin and that sell. They'll give it to the coin and it goes out to the coin. So you only have, you can redeem it, but somebody else could redeem it also. Correct. Because somebody else could redeem it. Not for you, though. They could redeem it for themselves. Okay, so now the Gemara says we're about halfway down on the page. If you sell your house in a walled city, does can relatives, if you don't have any money, can relatives forcibly forcibly um, push the purchaser to buy it, to, to, to redeem it. In other words, can you, can you, uh, you don't have the money, you sold the house at a wall city, you only have one year, and you don't have any money, well, can your relatives, uh, against the will of the purchaser, buy it back? Just like the Sarachusa, a field that you sold a field, a field that you sold, um, it says if somebody else can redeem it for you. Okay, yes, you can't you can't do it partially, we said, that we said in the, in the last Lima, the whole last tomorrow, uh, but relatives can do it. It can't be redeemed partially, but, but can relatives redeem it for you? Again, if they choose to, can they forcibly uh, cause the purchaser to give up the field for the money? The Pusik's talking about you can't, it's Kadegula uh, so Pusik says that you can um Pusik says you have to redeem it for its for its full amount. You can't do it partially, you can't get partial part of the field back for part of the money. You can't do that. So maybe it's only for and therefore maybe your relatives cannot force the purchaser to sell it back to them. So he answered him, Rav Shesh's answered. They cannot redeem the the, the uh, relatives cannot force the purchaser to to uh, force them to sell back. the pasuk says that pasuk was said before. We're talking about poor getting poor and selling your field and selling your house and selling yourself. It says in all the land of your inheritance you should have a gula. Not clear what that's for. to include houses and an ebedivri. That they could be redeemed, let's say, even by family members. My love, Bhati, because you know, any any way you can redeem it, even family members can forcibly cause the, you know, get, make the purchaser give up the field. My love or or the house. My love bati or choma. It says bottom houses and every that they could force you could sell, you know, against the will of the purchaser in the case of every the other can buy back. Are we speaking about the And that proves that by uh choma, you could forcibly, the relatives could forcibly. Buy back from the purchase slow. But the chetzem, we're talking about the chetzem. But the chetzem is a house in an unwalled city. It wasn't walled from days of Shuvah. 
And that has a halacha like a field. That is like a field. In fact, Pasik says, So I'll like a field. The house is not in the wall, so it's considered like a field, and you can buy it back that way. So um right, um, so that's 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 what we're speaking about. We're talking about Bote Chatserim, not talking about we're talking about Botechatserim, not Bati Rachoma. So Bate Chatserim had exhibit. What do you want to say? Why do you say that the whole Gula Titan was talking about Bate Chatserim? Bate Chatserim had exhibit is a fair shapostic. I'll stay or it's That's what it talks about. It's, the postic says in Bote, Bate Chatserim, Ainlam Choma. So I'll stay or it's considered like a field. You know what? No. The possible is telling that you must buy it back. If the relatives have money, they must buy it back. It goes according to Blazik, and there's a machlokas about that. The time you know. But says when you sell, uh, when you say, if you become poor and you sell your inherited field, and the and the uh, uh, your, your relative should come and redeem it, and, and he redeem it. it says begolas Rishus, is that is that a, a it's permissible? It's an option. You could do it. The relative is entitled to it if he wants to. Rishus or maybe it's an ob- uh, obligatory. If you have a relative who had to sell his field out of poverty, you have an obligation to buy it back. Maybe that's a hope. Tamalomer, the Tanakama says, "V'ishki lo lo goel." If a man doesn't have somebody to redeem, that's the pasuk goes on there. Pasuk Chava. If he doesn't have somebody to redeem it, and then he has to come up with money himself. The only way to come up with himself. What do you mean he doesn't have a relative? Is there anybody who doesn't have, is there a Jewish person who doesn't? I mean, a Gare can have somebody who has no relative, but a Jewish person always has some relatives, even if it's a 14th cousin, he's got some relative somewhere. means like this, doesn't mean each kilo doesn't have a redeemer. It means that the guy doesn't want to. He has money, he doesn't want to buy it. Just be honest, if he wants he doesn't have to. It's his. Per, it's permissible to him, but if he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to. Never ever sure. That's what Rishua says. A blesser of no, but also in Korach of Chova, he must. He's is obligated to. I told Chova on Shus. Maybe it's really on Shus. I'm lower. Chol go l'titnu. The pasuk itself says, if he wants to, I'll say. Chol says, but also in Korach of he can. But when it says, Chol go l'titnu, that teaches me he must. Akasim kol Chova. Okay, so therefore we we still have no proof to this question. Where his answer, Rav Shesh's answer was that. If you sell a house on Bati Choma, the relative is not necessarily entitled to buy it back, like in the case of a field. Uh, here he cannot. He says in coming to prove Bati Choma. That's why it says, "I'm the super b'chol." Pasuk says, "V'chol eres akuzaska." I'm going to Why does it emphasize b'chol? Because it doesn't. It's not clear what we're talking about. Bati Choma isn't mentioned in that pasuk, right? So I understand if you would say Bati Choma, tell me Bati Choma could also be. Force that the relatives can forcibly buy it back. So I understand. What does that teach me for? If the pasuk is speaking about, it's right next to the pasuk. Which means it's like the sada achusa that was sold, and that's uh, that's pretty obvious. Just say what does it say? B'cholet. Rashi and Tosfos both say just say gula titnu lachem. What does it say? B'chol. What's including? So that's a little bit of a kashli more. So Eisvei Abaya. Now, when you sell your field, when you when you sell yourself, if you become very poor and you sell yourself, not even to a Jew, but you sell yourself to a guy or to a Borazarach Monatsan, says, it says, um, no, your uncle over there or your cousin, or some other family, 
says you can learn of the Lashon, you can learn of three times in that part, in that uh, parsha. Okay, so it says this three times. So, what does it teach me? That whenever you whenever you redeem, you can redeem in these ways. Rashi says, "Honestly, go." If they redeem him in this order, my love. Now, what does it what does the seders mean? You know, either your uncle or your cousin or some other relative will redeem him. Now, with my love, but doesn't mean Tell me that not not the people who can redeem you, not your relatives is listing them in order, but rather it's coming to include that all the other ones can also be redeemed, like Batir Chom and Evid Ibri. Maybe it's included as low. But the Chatzerim, he was talking about again, like we mentioned before, a house in a field that was not did not have a wall. The Sarachusa, which have the same Allah, because by Batacham it says, He already says that you can redeem it. Right, he already says the person should be that a bate uh should be considered like a like a uh, field that was sold and by field that would sell it says each kila girl, we see you're right. We know the halacha based on the Pasik itself that Bate Khaserim is like Sarakhuza and Sarakhuza can be redeemed by relatives, but it doesn't tell you that the order, the preference is your uncle should come first, he's your closest, not him, your first cousin, his his kid. Not him, then somebody else. That's what Nachman Yitzchak says. The Nachman Yitzchak says it in a different, it's a similar drush, as we'll see in a minute. That's what the Galeni goes to teach me, that it's got to be in this order. That the order, in other words, the right of first refusal is given to the uncle, and if not the uncle, then the cousin, and if not that, or other relatives who are further away. That's what it means. It's not coming to include Bati Yerchoma. Bati Yerchoma were maintaining at this point that. Um, that uh, a relative cannot force the purchaser to buy it back. Where was he said this halacha that it's got to be in their order? So here the Gemara says a, a similar question. Aha, the boy who have it every a nimply Israel and every sold to a Jew. We know you can buy yourself back. One of the ways, what are the ways that an every goes out free? Either six years, right? Six years if he was uh, if he was sold by Bezin, if he was sold by himself, six or more, whatever the amount was, or or uh, Yovel, or he buys himself back. What about can relatives? Uh, can relatives buy him back? You buy the Rebbe in place, Israel. Nigel In other words, can Krovim come along and say we're buying him back? I'll leave it to Rebbe. Rebbe says no. The ones who's not Nigel Beila by these methods, meaning the the case of the uh, Jew sold to a guy, Nigel Beshesh, he's 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 uh, redeemed for six years, but not the other way. It's not by the relatives. He can't be, he says that the relatives is only on selling if he's sold to a guy, not sold to a Jew. Rabbi says that clearly. Do you say you learn out one from the other? So if a Jew sold to a guy can be redeemed uh, by relatives against the will of the purchaser, of the master in this case, um, the same thing Same thing for if he's sold to a Jew. They don't say he will be redeemed, meaning the one sold to a girl will be redeemed in this manner, not one sold to a Jew. Only uh, the only way, the only ones who can redeem a uh, where relatives have the right to redeem uh, their relative who's who's uh, uh, who's now a slave is if he sold to a guy, not to a Jew. So Tashma, the same we want to include houses and every and every 
Same thing is this is also a proof, same proof basically we tried doing before for what the Here the question was, can an Ebedibri sold to a Jew be sold? Here the question it's the same limud, but when you say over here Lavrabas we're we're here we're talking about Ebedibri. And Nimkal Israel sold to a Jew, right? Am I love Khama Everybody sold to a guy. That's to tell me that it's a chov. In other words, when it says uh, that's just the that's the regular order. But is to tell me that it's an obligation. That uh, the obligation it's got to be that order. You don't have a choice. Then as the uncle is right at first refusal. Even a who said before. That what? And the, and the issue of um, uh, when you're redeeming yourself, when you're redeeming a sada achusa or a bote chatseros, when you redeem that, uh, that, that the relatives have the right to redeem it, um, is, is it optional or must they? There, Rabbi Yeshua said, remember, Rabbi Lezer said that, uh, that it's an obligation. Rabbi Yeshua says it's, an, it's optional. You don't have to. There, it's optional, but if you sold to a guy, in other words, if you're if you're redeeming a field that your rel an inherited field that your relative sold to somebody, or but the chaseres which has the same halacha, there Rabbi Shua says you have an option to redeem it. It's even if the, the seller the purchaser doesn't want to redeem it, you have an option. If you want to, you could. You don't have an obligation to. But over here, when your fellow Jew is sold, your relative is sold to a guy, then you have an obligation to. That's the point here. So Tashma. So again, the question of here we're trying, we're, we're just trying to prove where Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak says halacha that it's got to be in that order of uncle, then cousin, and then other relatives. Where did he say that? In reference to this question, the question was: an evidently sold to a Jew, what's the halacha there? Can the uh, can the forcibly uh, um, can relatives forcibly buy him back or redeem him? Tashma matam The same drasha that it says by selling uh, when you're sold to a guy. Whatever you redeem, you redeem. So my law, but the Rechama of Ebedib, the same Animkal Israel, the same Russia. Doesn't it mean uh, a, uh, a Bati Rechama and Ebedib that was sold to Israel? It has to be in that order too. Same answer said, we're talking about Bati Chatsem Sarachuza. Bati Chatsem that it can be redeemed. It's like Lakarkar tell me that it goes in order. When they're redeemed, they, it's right of first refusal. The uncle goes first, then the uh, a cousin, and then relatives who were further away. So at the end of the day, we cannot prove. We have to go with Rishesh's answer. The question was: When you sell, uh, if you sell a house in a walled city, can relatives forcibly buy it? Um, you know, buy it, buy it back. The answer is no. It cannot be. These rushes that we bring about uh, other cases where. Relatives can. That's by a, a, a field that's sold, or about the chaseres, which has the same halacha as that. And we had a machlokus whether the relatives can uh, must buy back or not. But it seems that when you sold to, when you didn't sell a field, but rather you sold yourself to a guy, then not only is the order important, but there's an obligation to buy him back. If relatives have the money; they have an obligation to buy him back. So I need to. Yeah. Said that the fire it's a machlokas. As we said, Rabbi Shua says it's an optional, and Rabbi Lezer says it's it's a Why should we make it a chiyuv? It's going to get it back anyway. Yeah. Why make it a chiyuv when we're relatives? Well, because it's uh, because he sold it out of poverty and he's an obligation to help his family. 
know, family first. You know, that's that's what he says. That's because the pastor says you you must help him out. He's poor. You have an obligation to help him out. You may not. You may not last till yoga. Right. You might not last till yoga. Yeah. Anirza, Nick Nimritzi. So we said the Mishnah said this is going back to Mishnah Yadala, right? That a if he had his ear pierced, that means he was an who. We said before that who can have his ear pierced only to be sold by best, not be sold himself. But how was he acquired with the piercing of the ear with the all? The it says It says after how's that say acquired? He pierces ear and then he works for you forever. Bakona until Yoba. Bakona has to be Yoba Misadam and he acquires himself with Yoba Misadam. Now the truth is that Misadam also makes a regular evidentiary in his six-year term for even not totally because we said before if he has a son you'd work for the son. Whereas uh, if you're a Nirza you've already had your ear pierced and now the master dies you don't work for the son. The Sivit says says you work for him. Not his son, not his daughter. And Evid Ivri, in his first six-year term, if his if the if the Adon dies uh, and he has a son, you work for the son, not for a daughter or other relatives. Okay. As we said before, Lolam could be interpreted as forever, you know, as long as they're a lifetime. But there's another question that says, also in Yobel. We learn from there that it means you have to go back in Yobel. Marksea, you have to pierce his ear with an awl. And all is is a what looks like a screwdriver, but instead of a flathead or a Phillips, it's got a point at the end, right? So Tanrabana, Marseya, Ainli Ella Marseya. That's an all. Menan Rabos, I don't mind to also include other instruments that can also pierce one's ear. A soul. A soul is like a uh, a prick or a little uh, thorn, uh, not a thorn, a um a uh, like a chip, a sharp chip, a sira. Sira, that's the uh, thorn, the coats. Machad is a needle, a makdeach is a borer, you know, like a, like a drill. Bamakatev, a stylus, also used to scratch out things on a paper. All these things are instruments that can um, that can cause a, that can make a hole in one's ear. Tamalomer lakasta, take it. Laravos called over, it teaches me, take anything, anything will make anything you can hold in your hand. That's good. We'll see it's Russia. Rebbe Omer, Mamar Tzem Yuchesh Matechas. Rebbe learns a little bit differently. Rabbi says anything, even if it's made out of wood, anything sharp, they can, a sharp point, they can make a hole in the ear is good enough. Rabbi says, no, it's got to be something made out of metal. Just like the all is made out of metal. What does Hamar say to me? Even a large one. Even a large one. Rabbi said the following thing. Yudan Baribi, that was the guy's name. He's talking about a fellow by the name of Yudan. Baribi was a great rabbi. Oh, yeah, like Rabbi always rashes, always means like the one of the greatest ones in the generation. God of Adora, like the God of Adora. When they pierce the ear, they only pierce it in the lobe of the ear, not the thick cartilage part, but the uh, soft part at the bottom. No. We have Allah that an Evidibri who's a coin, who's a coin, let's say he's a coin, he was sold for stealing whatever. He cannot be have his ear pierced. Why? Because then he'll turn, he'll be a Balmum, he'll have a hole in his ear, and he will be have a blemish. He won't be able to serve in the base of Migdash. If you tell me he's only pierced in his ear, where we normally, well, today normal is different, these different things. In the old days, if you had a little girl and they pierced their Hungar, Hungarian descent, and the Jewish Hungarian descent, they would pierce the ear when they were little at the at the lobe, right? So 
we talk about the year and rotsin, in other words, he says it can't be that it's the load. Why? Because we have a loch that every kind is not because we have a mum. And if he's only pierced in the uh, in the load, hey Rotson, how is he gonna be going with that's not a balmum? Oh he near to Elabagovish was he's pierced in the upper part of the of the um ear, right? In the cartilage part, the hard part of the ear. That's what he says. So we have a machlokus here. Right, Rabbi says that that the resident elbow he says he pierced in the lobe. That's Yudin Berebi. And the Chum say no, he's pierced in the uh, uh, in the upper part. Because if he's pierced in the lower part, why would there be a problem with the coin getting pierced? Micah Mishukli. Now, what's the machlokus? Not this machlokus over here. What's the machlokus? Whether you have to use a metal instrument, a metal instrument, or it can be anything that pierced. Micah Mishukli. Micah Mishukli. The Rebbe Darsh called Prat. In general, throughout the Torah, the Darsh and Kalal Prat. Or you dash and read me. If you dash and call prod, if you only have a call prod, the rule is aim bechal mashiv a prod. It's only that item. Then you have another call afterwards called prod. Call it comes to include no anything like that item. It comes to include more. If you dash with read me, even if you just said read me, you wouldn't say aim beribui el mashiv me. You would just say that it limits it a little bit. Right? You just say it limits it a little bit, and and uh, anything like the the me, anything like the the, the limiting part. Would be two two. It's not ain bechal mashu prop. Anything like the anything like the mir. Then when you have another rebuy afterwards, that includes everything except for one thing, and that's up to the rabbis to to decide which what that item is. So Rebbe Darsh called prate. Well, a is a call. Take anything, marzei at all prat. But ozumadelos anything that you can put on his ear or by the door. Ozumakol. Then you have a, a general principle followed by a limited principle followed by a general principle. Call prate ear long about something like it. My problem forish. Because it says, it says Marseille. The Marseille is a metal instrument, just like that's a metal instrument. I've called anything made out of metal, but not a wooden ship or something made out of something else. So you have a Reboy, Miet, and Reba. Reba, Miet, Reba. Reba can include everything except for one thing. My Rabbi, Rabbi, call me. You you limit the thing that's most likely to be excluded. What do you limit? What do you exclude? Some you exclude a potion, a poison, a chemical. Why? Because they're not drilling. The other ones are all on doing. Whether you're using a stylus or a chip or uh, or uh, you know whatever whatever instrument, a borer, uh, whatever a needle, you're pushing it in with your physical strength. Whereas if you you if you make a hole in the ear with a chemical like a a, a some a potion of some sort. Uh, then you're not using your human force at all. So we exclude. That's the one that's most likely to be excluded according to uh, according to the Rabbana. Uh, according to, that would be Rabbiosi. That would be Rabbiosi here. Um, and, and like Rashi points out, this machlokus with Rabbiosi and Rebbe goes throughout Kol Tarku, Diyudashim with Rebmir, Diyudashim with Kol Prat. Amar Mar, we're at the first of the wide lines. Amar Tzei, love you, Marzei. I got to include a large one. My mashma. How do you see that Marzei means a large one? Maybe you just use Ankara Rabba. When we say that you can't eat the good anasha, the part of the thigh, you can't eat that it's asher eat the Torah asher that after Yaakov fought with the angel. So the Torah said, did it mean both sides or only one side? So he darshans over there. Rav says, which one is Amiyumenes? The right one. means the strong one, the big one, the, the special one. That's what it means over here. It's not even a large one. And if it's a large one, then certainly it would make a mum if it was uh, in the upper part of the year. Amar Belazer, 
Yudin Berebi Hayidarish Kshem Rotz and Rotz and Elohim Milsi use only with a in the low of a Chomer Ma'ena Evidavi Koyin Nirtza Nesh Nasim Kazim Bekav Avama. So therefore, and 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 if it would be in the lobe, if you pierced him in the lobe, that wouldn't be a Balmum. That would just happen to see. We just look like he has an earring or something. He had a hole over there. So therefore, it must be that it's not the lobe, but rather he's pierced in the cartilage part of the ear. So the Gemara says, "What the Yasavah?" Pardon. Uh, because that that's not uh, it, I, I guess that's the uh, it's like when it's soft skin that can uh, maybe it'll close up and it won't be a permanent blemish whereas if it's in the upper part of the ear maybe it's more permanent right? that's, so, a that's that it's a mum a mum a mum is the, a mum a mum that that a blemish that disqualifies a colon has got to be a permanent blemish not if he gets a scratch and he heals it probably the lobe maybe heals better or it doesn't or you don't see it whereas in the uh, upper part it would it would not heal as well. So the Yasalam, so what? You said we have how does he know that it's the upper part? Because uh, we have a rule that the coin uh, coin cannot be um, pierced because that would make him a baumum. And uh, and if it was in the lobe, that's not a baumum. So it must be that he's pierced in the upper part. So what if he's pierced? So let him be a baumum so he won't serve in the base speech. What the Yasabamum, Amrabar of Shiloh says, what happens in Yovil? goes back to his family, to the way he was established before, to his old position. So uh, he's got to be able to do that. And here he won't be able to, because before he was a Kohen who could serve, now he can't serve anymore because he's blemished. Okay, we're talking about these issues with a Kohen who is an Evid. So we say he can't be pierced because that would make him a Balmum. And if he's a Balmum, he won't be able to return afterwards to his original position of being a, a qualified Kohen. Right. What about an Evidibi Kohen? Does he get a Shifra Khanas? Who gets a Shifra Khanas? Only if he's sold forcibly by it's not as bad as Asha Sisha's adultery. It's a, it's a sin. Can't do it. So can a Kohen is now she has a lot like a zona, like a shiksa or zona, right? So a, a regular Israel, okay, you understand the case in certain cases, it's not made, it's it's uh, it's not it's not uh, permitted normally, but if he's a Evid, that's the that's the rule. But a Kohen who is a higher degree of Kedusha, did he also marry a Shifta Kansas as Kiddush, who is it a special Kiddush that even though the guy's a Jew and normally he cannot sleep with a Shifta Knanis, but over here the Torah said an Evid should sleep with the Shifta and produce more babies. Kiddush, Loshna, Kohen, and Loshna. He says, especially whether he's a Kohen or not, even but he's a or a Kohen, he's sticking to it. Odilma, Shiny Kohen, Halfri, Ben Kosuf, as he says, so the Torah gave them more mitzvahs, as we know. Kohen have special mitzvahs on a high Madrega. Maybe this is only the only one to get a ship like Nanis is a, is a Jew, a, a Yisrael or a Levi or a Geir or whatever, but not a not a coin. Rav Amramot, Rav says that he's allowed to get a, a ship like Nanis even if he's a coin. When you were learning in Shmuel's yeshiva, you must have been playing around. You weren't a very serious student. It says that like as if you were playing games. You're playing games over there, my time. Because what's what did Shmuel say? Shmuel says it's forbidden for a coin to do. If it would be forbidden for a coin to do, my time will tell me why don't you tell him Meha? Says the Khum says ain't evident every coin. It's a, a coin we said an every coin cannot be uh, pierced, according to the Khum. Why? They should ask someone because then he'll be a Balmum. He won't be able to return to his family. If you say that there's another aloha, not only not only piercing it, but 
that his, he cannot get a Shifrit Nanis, like Shmuel says, typically say there's a different reason why he can't be pierced. Why? Because he's only his ears pierced when, when, as we'll see, before the six-year term is up, he says, I love my master, I love my master, my wife. Well, you can't have a wife there. And he doesn't have that. So since he doesn't fit into that category, he can't say, I love my wife because he can't give him a wife. Say that's a proof of the like, and it can't be. So why do you have to say that, you know, an every is an every coin is not pierced? Why? Because it'll be a bummer. He's not pierced because he doesn't fit into the category. He's not capable of saying, I love my wife, my shivakas that you gave me. Sulumidi, this is a good answer. You can't answer that. That's like an unrefutable answer. And therefore, we go like Rav, that even if he's a Kohen, who normally has a higher degree of Kedusha, is not allowed to marry a Zona. Still, especially, uh, Yisrael also can't normally marry Boilu. Kohen, once we raise this question, that, you know, that you say that even though he's a Kohen, he doesn't have special Allah as any other, any other Jew. Is also allowed to get a shifrik nanas if he's an evidently soul. Same thing for a coin. What about this? What about now? You're talking about a shifrik nanas, who also has a lachakazona. What about a fastor, a shiksa that you that you find that you capture her in battle, and she's also a shiksa. You can't say she's also certainly a zona. Can a coin marry her? Special lacha. You're allowed to marry if she fastor at the beginning. The special chesed in the Torah when it comes to people in battle. And in the heat of battle, and his Yetzirah uh, is, uh, you know, his Yetzirah inflames his passions, he's allowed to, he's allowed to take it, since they have many more mitzvahs, Cohen uh, is different, and cannot, uh, and cannot uh, take a Yifas Torah. Um, so Rav, you remember, what does the Torah say? If he sees this girl in battle, and he takes her in, and he has to keep her for 30 days, and he makes her hair, he cuts her hair, lets it grow, whatever. And he marries her effectively, even against her will, and converts her. He's allowed to marry those conditions. So whatever he's a coin, Rav's his mutter, a coin is also special lacha. Shmuel says, Amr Aser. The Bia Rishona, the first time that he prepares her for Bia, when he has the first time that he consummates with her, the Kuli Amalopuyi, everybody agrees to Shari. Why? Why does the Torah allow you to do it? Because the Torah says, we'd rather you do it the Heter, you see a beautiful girl that you fell in love with uh, in the heat of battle, and you want to take her in. So the Torah says, okay, do it for 30 days. Do it this way. Make a mutter. Rather than just, you know, rape her out in the field uh, in your passions, uh, don't do that. Do it in a proper way. So the Torah said, you have a Torah, so do it this way. So the first time we understand, everybody who's even Shmuel would say you do it the first time, because the first time you get a deal with her, because the Torah understood your passions, and the Torah says, I'd rather you do it in a mutter way than do it in us way. Keep leading but be a shnia. The machlokas is after he uh, fulfilled his passions the first time, and now he wants to mar- keep her as a wife. What do you say there? Rav Amr Mutter. Rav says he's allowed to, even if he's a coin. Shmuel Amr also. Rav Amr Mutter. He wants his mutter to take her the first time, to take her the second time too, even though she's a zona and she's a shiksa and you, you converted her against her will. Special aloha. Shmuel Amr Aser. She's a Gyaris now. Gyaris the coin Lachazi. Because the Gyaris cannot marry. He can't marry Gyaris because she's his own. can't marry a Gyaris. That's the Machlux. Everybody agrees the first time to be enough. Machlux is the second time. You can have some say no. Even Rob would say you can't keep her as a wife. Why? In other words, so when does the Pusik say that you could take a Yifasto or a Yisrael or a Levi? But a coin can't keep her as a wife. 
Everybody agrees. Even Rav would say you can't keep her as a wife after the first. He believed in Yerushal Machlok the first beer. Rav says, So do it the proper way. Also, you can't even be with the first time. Wherever you can marry her after his bring her into your house and marry her, Queen the whole parsha applies. Since everybody agrees, according to Sikhi Dami, you cannot keep her as a wife because you're a Cohen and she's a Gioras. You can't keep her the first time either. So there's a machlokas here between Rav and Shmuel. Only at the time you capture, you can't say, well, you took her to sell her and you're on the market and then you decide later on you want to marry her. No, it's only if in the heat of battle you took her, you you had your, your passions were inflamed and you wanted to take her. Even if she's married to a guy, she's married to her. She's not, she's not a uh, uh, just a, a regular shiksa, a single shiksa. She's married. Uh, only did this because you had a Sahara. Yemash was just saying, you know, your 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 gazers inflamed in you because of her beauty. So the Torah, you know, allowed you to do it, you know, reluctantly. Uh, you have an animal which is about to die. It's a sickly animal. It doesn't have a mum. It's not. It doesn't have a. Um, it's not a trafer. It doesn't have anything like that. But it's it's old and it's going to die. So you shecht it, right? That's what they did with an old animal. You had an old animal in town. Uh, you know, and the, the animal was sickly, so you shechted it. Better to eat a, a sickly animal, geshechten, but rather than wait till it dies and eat nevela. So better marry her, you know, bring her in, take her to the mikvah, convert her against her will, and all that. You know, do, better do it that way, and they sort of do it this way. So that's a failure that you should teach me that. The chashakta, and you desire her, alphabet, ain't enough. She might not look pretty objectively. But you had you had a desire. If you had a desire for her, uh, even if she's not pretty, you had a desire. That's good enough. Uh, you can't take two, <laughs> but you can only take one. You can only take one. Even though you did it against your will, normally to marry somebody you need her consent. But here it's like even though she didn't agree. Right, the cooling is where you can have a proper. It's a proper marriage, even though you know. She says she has. She didn't want to convert, and you forcibly did it. She can't take two. You can't bring home one for another family member. You can't take two and say, okay. We said before, you can't take two. But maybe take one for you, one for your son, one for you, one for your father. No, only only one. You got to bring her to the house. You got to treat her properly. Bring her to the house. You marry her, convert her, marry her. Can't uh, you can't force her out in, in the war uh, out on the battlefield and force her there. Um, uh, you can't do you can't do that. You, you can't force her. Love all else. He goes on. Rashi goes on to explain more details over here. Okay, so therefore those are laws about. This. So what do we come out with that? A coin who's an evidently cannot get his ear pierced because that would either cause him a moment, also couldn't fulfill the, um, uh, but, but he would get a Shepherdanus, special Allah, even though he's a higher degree of institution, he certainly cannot marry his owner. But if he's an evidently, uh, he's not marrying her, but he can uh, live with this uh, Shepherdanus that his Aaron gives her. And also, a, uh, if he's out in the uh, field in battle and the coin's battling and there's a Yifas Tower, can a Kohen take the Yifas Tower? So Shmuel says she can't at all. 
you can't take a pasuk at all. Rav says you quit the first time, but you can't actually marry afterwards because you can't marry yours. All right, we'll pick up from Tanarabana tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem, on Monday. Tanarabana. Mm. Yeah. And he's so, we're worried about me going back and being a coin in the basement. Yeah, yeah.